0: All right. Well, welcome to the first uh, episode of uh, "Long May You Run." Uh, this is, I believe, and I, I think we've all checked on this. Uh, you already fucked up, you, Neil Young. Long may oh, you. Oh no! I, what happened? He said, "Long oh, may you fuck. run." Uh, uh, did I really? Oh yeah. God! You guys to i I'm, just, a, I'm leaving. A great this. start.
3: This is our Neil Young podcast Where we mostly talk out of our ass While going through the works of Mr. Young It's Mike,
2: Shue and the Condon boys Trans and Harvest and Lenoise We're gonna sit and listen
0: Welcome to the very first episode of Long May You Young, uh, what we believe is the only Neil Young podcast. Pretty sure. Uh, I've searched for one. I couldn't find one. Uh, have you guys found, found no, one out there? No, I
2: didn't have any much luck. And I've
3: done a light
0: search. Yeah, I the mean, light I just... Search. That, t- that means <laughs> you didn't search at all,
3: right? <laughs> it means I typed in Neil Young into the search bar of my <laughs> podcast app and nothing came up.
2: That's out. exactly what I did. And... <laughs> And also, even if it isn't, I feel like the way you put that was beautiful because we are the only Neil Young podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, that's We're the only right. ones, that's, the only ones that As far as we matter. know,
0: <laughs> that's right. This is the only source you can get for misguided and possibly inaccurate Neil Young information. <laughs> yeah, you don't need uh, you don't need to Google I mean, it out there either. You don't need to look it up. Yeah, just don't no, accurate. don't bother. Just stick with us. Yeah. There's no no reason just, to go anywhere else. It's a podcast, which basically means we're talking out of our asses. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's uh, Luke and Russ Condon brothers right there from the band Town Meeting, uh-huh. a band well worth checking out. If you like Neil Young, uh, I have a feeling, I may speculate that you could also very much like Town Meeting. So go uh, search their music out. It's excellent. My name is Mike Hsu. Uh, we're all Uber, obviously uber Neil Young fans, because why would we be here? In fact, right. why, why, <laughs> why let, me tell, let me tell you how this started. We, uh, I have a, I'm on another podcast called Breaking the Ice and we interviewed uh, uh, Luke and Russ from Town Meeting and, and we just happened to mention Neil Young and we started talking about Neil Young and my co-host Josh Dolan, totally clueless. I don't even think he, I think he thinks <laughs> Neil Young is like a former president before the Civil War <laughs> or something like that. And he was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, and you're then, talking about one, like the I Colonel?
2: Th- is it the Colonel Neil, uh, Colonel Young from...
0: Colonel Young from the Battle of uh, yeah. Haystack Mountain or whatever the 13th the 13th uh, I think, <laughs> yeah uh, I think Luke texted me and said hey it was great uh, great talking to you and uh, great talking about Neil Young and I jokingly texted back oh yeah We should probably do a podcast on every we could easily do a podcast on all of Neil Young's albums do a podcast on each one of his albums, yeah. and and you uh, texted back. That's like the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm into that, sure, because I love Neil Young. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um,
3: no, I was I, when you when we, you said that jokingly. I think I wrote, well, if, if you're serious, I'm a hundred percent down to do this. And you're like, well, <laughs> it was kind of one of those. Uh, remember that scene in Tommy Boy where <laughs> that song comes on the radio? and It's like you can change it if you want. I feel like we were both like.
2: Uh, yeah, with, from, with the carp with the carpenters, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then, by the yeah, the, then that's pretty much leads us to right now, where in that scene where they're both like,
1: "Don't you love me? Show <laughs> me you love me, baby." Right now,
2: that's all of us with Neil Young, where we're just you know fucking yeah, we'll, how much we love Neil right. Young. Well, we're we, crying at this point.
3: We you went back I mean? and forth on. uh on Instagram for a little while like just like oh yeah we should do this and if we did it it could be like this and then I think that that night I just went home and typed up like a three-page s- a synopsis of, of what the podcast should be just in case you didn't yeah. know I was serious about wanting to do it that's what,
0: that's when I start getting scared <laughs> I was like oh my god he wrote something up Jesus Christ I definitely I have to do it now I mean he spent all this time writing up a, a friggin pitch for it which was which was awesome so but we're all you know what we love neil you know i i love i love neil young i've loved neil young Mm -hmm. most of my life um i think i i like neil because he's one of those guys who just doesn't give a shit about what anybody thinks and -hmm. he just does what he wants and whether it's a hit or not he he calls the shots and he's not afraid to take chances and you know from that that he's being real you mm-hmm. know cuz you're always looking for something that's gonna that's mm-hmm. gonna connect with you that's that's very real someone you know you want a, a source of sincerity and and Neil Young is musically one of those one of those few sources out there and that's 100%, that yeah, plus, 100% you know agree. some of the music he's made has been incredible and some of it I just <laughs> yeah but you know why why are, you guys, why are we doing this podcast no why i you I, podcast? I agree she
2: like for me, a big thing that I sort of am drawn to when it comes to like music and things that I want to continuously go back to, when it, the thing that I think matters maybe the most is the like the heart behind it, the genuineness of the artist. The, like, I feel like you can sense sometimes whether or not like this person number one is just doing it because it's a way to make money or like, because they like sort of pompously shitty, shittily like have something to quote unquote, something to say. And like, then there's this sort of other side of that where it's like, no, this person is doing this because they have to make music because that's all that they are. And they don't give a shit. And here's what they have to say because they don't give a shit whether or not you wanna hear it, they have to say it. And like, yes, there's talented musicians and Neil Young is certainly amongst them. But the thing about Neil that I'm the most drawn to is exactly what you said, that realness. The realness that comes through, even on the stuff that is maybe not as regarded as great music, like it's still to me real. And so that lends itself to being at least some level of quote unquote good. To me, and I can, and then when when you do listen to the actual really good stuff, it's so fucking good that that plus the realness, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm I'm constantly blown away by Neil Young. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm excited to do this. I I could talk forever about how much I love Neil. Just yeah. You know, it, and and the way you put that was well. You're was, going was, to for great for yeah. like a hundred
0: albums worth. <laughs>
2: you know, awesome. Let's fucking do it. They got we got a ton yeah. of them. Yeah. No,
3: it it was a, it was a kind of a slow burn for me. I mean, I've loved I've loved Neil for a while, but forever he was just the guy who uh, like I only knew decade because I would play it when I pumped gas, right. and uh, obviously I loved it. But uh, it kind of crept up more and more. Me and Russ saw him live with uh the promise what's promise of the real promise of the real lucas nelson's band Mm -hmm. and i was so fucking blown away by how much he still has it and uh i and that was with the full band and then you know i started listening to more of his albums and then me and russ went again to see him a few years later and it was just him at the wang theater and he had fucking five pianos around him yeah like three uh, organs and then yeah like he brought in his guitars. own organs and he he just he can just kind of uh, i i fe- think it feels weird to say this about a just i mean i know he's just a guy but like something about Something about the song after the gold rush for me, like every time I hear that song, especially live, I've heard it live twice now from him and in two different settings. And the last time he did it, he played it on an organ. And I just remember looking over at Russ halfway through and we both had like tears running down our eyes. <laughs> I fucking love Neil Young, man. Yeah, and that's the other great think, thing about it uh... is that whether or not it's
2: the big, huge outdoor stadium with this big rock and fucking electric guitars band drums full thing or him in like an old boston you know like theater theater you're still just like completely moved you know but shu what were you gonna say sorry
0: i'm just saying that so we all have something in common where we we love him because he's real Mm -hmm. if you want to that's something that all three of us have in common that there's a realness there. And I think that um, that's why he's been able to continue on for this long because he's, uh, he's generated a following that recognizes that, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. don't, Neil, Neil Young doesn't bullshit, you know, you don't put out an, you know, those eighties years when he put out, you know, trans and everybody's rocking and old ways, you know, you think he was trying to go for the million, the billion-dollar, you know, platinum album, releasing those albums? No, right. he just he just because he wanted to do it. I'm, you I'm, know? I'm starting. Even though you know, a lot of people didn't like those, but you know,
3: well, I'm, I'm, I'm initiating a drinking game right now for everyone listening to this podcast. Every time Shu brings up yeah. the album Trans, you have to take a shot. And when we actually go <laughs> over the album Trans, you're. you're you, you're you're no, landing, on, landing on water oh too.
2: landing on water too i don't know which one he
0: <laughs> which one he brings up more so. <laughs> right. he but well, i'm obsessed with trans because i still don't know if i like the album or not but i'm obsessed with landing on water because i just hate that album so much <laughs> you know so i keep bringing those up as as like the polar like these polar points and you know there's like everybody knows this is nowhere and then there's like Ragged glory, and there's, yeah. uh, you know, tonight's the night, and all the great, tonight's you know, rust yeah. never sleeps, and then there's trans and <laughs> take a shot, you no know, life and <laughs> <laughs> landing in water, you know, it's we'll, we'll get into this. Hopefully, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, survive long enough to get. We'll get we'll get to, to
3: we'll get get, in, the, we'll get to to trans on ep- episode forty-two of this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. There's sixty-five. You know, he's got like, uh, I mean, we're gonna cover Neil Neil and crazy horse i don't know what we're gonna do about csny or um we're we're unfortunately i think we have to cover the Still stills young band album uh that's another one where it's just like there's once incredible song on that album such a great song and the rest is just leaky diarrhea in my opinion and i love love steven still but you know but he's got 41 studio albums he's got eight live albums um he's got four soundtracks and then he's got 12 uh, releases from his archive series, which, you know, so far uh, I've really enjoyed. Most of those are live. Mm. And uh, so I think those are the ones we're going to try to cover. Um, Mm. Yeah. And this is going to be quite the project. So we're, we're looking at 65 podcasts. Yeah. You know, if we release one, what, every week, every two weeks. Um, Yeah. And my kid's going to be... You know Mary yeah we could
2: there's so much we could talk about too you know as as far as Neil goes I feel like we we got plenty of we got plenty of work ahead of us we we not to worry about running out of things to talk about
0: right well you know um, I think that's why um, you know it's like anything any anything you love or obsess over there's kind of a love-hate because you hold it to such a high standard and you expect such you know in your mind what are great things from what you think are great about that artist, and um, and also I think it's like Neil Neil Young said something in in uh, the book uh, Shaky where he said, you know, I'm I'm tired of competing with my past, and I think that's that's what motivates him to really push the envelope to experiment so heavily. Is mm-hmm. that you know he's proven he could make uh, you know an album like Harvest. He did Harvest Moon and you know and he could do albums with crazy horse and kind of revisit you know the the raw really raw heavy stuff but you know he he's not afraid to experiment and that's because he doesn't you know he's, he's not one to repeat himself which is right. another reason you know i love him a totally. lot except yeah. for fucking landing on water <laughs> all right let's let's get into the first album <laughs> Uh, the uh, the debut album from Neil Young self-titled and it came out in 1969 and that's the year nice. well it's the year we landed uh, men on the moon um, mm-hmm. that's the year uh, that the Beatles played their last live gig on the roof of uh, Apple Studios yeah. uh, that's the year Jim Morrison showed everyone his penis in Miami <laughs> um, great. pivotal great. point in rock and roll right yeah. There. And uh, that's the obviously 1969. That's the year of uh, of Woodstock, where yeah. Neil Young did play. But you won't see him in the movie because he pissed off the camera crew so much they they cut him out of the film. Um, but his, that was his first his second gig with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I think. But in January of that year, he released the self titled uh, debut album, simply entitled Neil Young. Beautiful psychedelic. Uh, portrait of Neil on the front, oh, yeah. the country pastures above the the city underneath. You know, because Neil was living in both those worlds uh, uh, at the time. And um, you want to get right into the tracks here, or do you want to talk rogue. about? Yeah, there it is. Beautiful. Oh,
3: yeah. If it's you're gorgeous. watching this, I don't know if this is yeah. going to be a visual as well, but uh,
2: we can we can do both.
3: Yeah, we can do both. We can Joe in it. I don't know if I want to do both because I look. <laughs> I'm bright red right now. I don't know why, but
0: I am fucking.
2: You're always that red, Luke.
0: <laughs> I'm but sorry.
2: Break it to you,
0: man. Dude, look at me. It looks like I'm on. I'm in like the International Space Station, talking to you guys. My hair, like it really is. Hey, everything's great up here. We're experimenting with plants. You it know? looks like it
3: looks like you're about so, to be visited by angels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's like a light above my head. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're coming. They're gonna probe me. You. Guys. Um, so uh this is after neil uh he uh so buffalo springfield ends and uh neil goes out on his own now before we before we get into the album can i just i found an ad that was in the village voice for this album that uh reprise records bought a half page ad in the village voice for this album let me i just want to and it was there was a lot of text to it i'm just going to read some of it to you because yep. it's like one of the worst sales pitches I've ever heard. Maybe, I don't know, you, you can be the judge here. But it starts off with, you, you probably remember the Buffalo Springfield fondly. Remember Neil Young in his Indian Scout leather jacket making the Buffalo Springfield what they were? That's a pretty bold statement, <laughs> considering who else was in that band. Seriously. Um, and then they go on to say, after, after Buffalo Springfield collapsed, uh neil was where he wanted to be and alone they go on to say he went up to his uh his place in the topanga hills uh for eight months or six months and came out with uh with eight songs and then he came down wearing his indian scout leather jacket singing into our microphones they really liked the way neil dressed back then yeah um and then what they do is they uh they put a um some of the lyrics from last trip to Tulsa in there, the one about him chopping down the palm tree. Yeah. And which is he a asks, great fucking uh, time, yeah. a friend comes by to ask if she could help him. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool verse in the song. And so under that they say, this is why we decided not to start this ad with a headline, like new free, fun, sexy. And then they go on to say, not Neil. Neil Young is not a lot of things not for instance new and then they go and say he was with buffalo springfield not free the album is going to be 498 when it comes out 498 for an album wow how much is a vinyl album now
2: like 20 it's 30 like 35
0: bucks yeah, right, yeah. Per we, vinyl.
3: we sell ours for either 20 or 25 and i feel like we're on the cheap end
2: we're on the cheaper side
0: yeah, yeah. that yeah. is the cheaper side yeah so you can get town meeting on vinyl all right good yeah, right. and then they go on to say neil young not fun those are the words you used. Not fun. Challenging, absorbing, frustrating, yes. And Neil Young. Right? Not fun. Wait, challenge
3: frustrating. Challenging.
0: Don't buy oh, you don't buy this album if you want to have fun. Good right? lord. And then lastly, Neil Young, not sexy. Not in any sense we're about to explain right here. Anyhow, which is a goddamn. That's just lie, some by the way. of the ad. That's just.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's fucking
0: Daryl Hannah right now. I know, really. Who's not <laughs> sexy,
2: right? I mean, when I think
0: of Neil Young, I think of like, oh yeah, that's all sex right there. <laughs> Old laughing lady. That is the sexiest song I've ever heard in my life.
3: I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> once <laughs> about halfway through when uh, when the female vocalists come in I'm oh, just saying serious.
2: it just yes, like, the, ah, the gospel ah,
0: chord. Yeah. Uh,
3: it's awesome
2: yeah.
0: I think so I just wanted to preface the the album with that ad that that so we're selling you the album like Warner Brothers wanted to sell the album back in yeah right I,
3: well I think the most fascinating thing <clears throat> about well first of all that ad is I kind of want that ad written about me someday I feel like that's incredible um, not fun. I, not sexy. Frustrating. <laughs> challenging. But <laughs> not sexy. Not, not sexy.
2: Definitely not sexy. All right. Relax. Red. Yep.
0: <laughs> know, dude, dude's got five kids, man. He's, he's, he's having sex. <laughs> yeah. At least got five times. Six.
3: Hey, <laughs> okay, I was 18. Also, I really don't want this to come out on video because... First of all, I've been, I, I worked 14 hours today in the fucking, it, just outside, grueling nonsense. And now I think I got a rock in my contact lens. I don't oh, know if, if it's I'm coming through on video, but I am crying out of my right eye only. It's really fun.
2: Just take that uh, contact out.
3: No, because then I won't. Uh, it, it'll what be, do you need to see? I need to see your beautiful face. I need to see those guns. Look at look at the way you're sitting. Look at those guns. Man. I know I was
0: just gonna say Russ, Russ has an impressive gun, so we should release this on video just so we can get that female demo. There we go. Or if male demo, whatever you're into. I'm if, not judging. You know, if you're massive.
3: watching so, this if you're watching this, the second drinking game is anytime Russ turns to accidentally show off uh, his right. bicep, that's yes. another shot. Look at that.
2: Yeah, that was I was doing like a list last time. Who says Bill <laughs> young is the right? Also, should we like preface this whole thing by saying that we are in quarantine just in case we do end up doing these podcasts in the same room someday? I think people will figure it out.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're doing this to so we're practicing social distancing. Right? Yeah.
3: Right. Also because yeah. the three like of Yale. us the three of us could not fit in shoes, uh Recording Yeah, his, his, right. <laughs> his touched by a shoe closet. Right. A <laughs> of the
2: art studio yeah.
3: What is that thing hanging behind you? Is that a sock? It's a condom.
0: Oh, this? <laughs> yeah, no, this is my... Uh, it's a full
2: condom. You know, when, his, when I'm done. His 16th th- listen room. <laughs> I just like,
0: um, Right. If um, I don't get a voiceover right, I try to, you know... <laughs> Try to create a mood. So my uh, I don't know if you guys can see what it says on there. It's uh I don't know if you guys are fans of fish, but it's the uh canvas bag that their um what album hoist oh shit, that their hoisted album uh, came on! That's pretty. This sick. Has become a fish podcast now. So. Oh my nice. Jesus! So all so right, they're, they're you, you, you want you mean, our little brother?
2: You want our little brother for yeah, that yeah. podcast? No, you you literally
3: you okay. shoo, You're gonna end up doing two podcasts with Town Meeting because Tim <laughs> and Babe are both huge fish ha- fans. So yeah. Oh great! Yeah. So there
2: awesome. Although there's got to be a there's got to be a shit ton of fish podcasts.
0: I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I'd say they they probably are, man.
2: Yeah. But also, Shu, if you want to show, if you want to show Neil. us yeah. anything, you have to realize that Casper is fucking your camera, and we can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah, I know. There's yeah. just a- it's the
0: lighting, man. <laughs> yeah, when you it's said, that. "I'm sorry, I'm in when a closet <laughs> with a shitty light, man." This is this is it. DIY. This, is D-Y-I. this, is you this how he recorded. What was the Neil album he recorded in that booth at I Third think Man it was, Records?
3: It was uh, landing on water. It was it letter Home? No. <laughs> I don't it's know. just
0: like that. I'm just like Neil. I'm in a booth, just in the in a booth, sh- yeah, shitty booth. Recording <clears throat> this podcast. Great, no, it's like great.
3: That. It was funny when he said, "I don't know if you guys can read this," and then he just pointed to a glaring white thing, like I know this white the thing, <laughs>
0: thing. cum sock. <tactically.
2: laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: All right, with that. Good. So yeah, Emperor of Wyoming, yeah. boy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. well,
3: what what I wanted to say is also
2: he was like twenty three. That's at this l- time.
3: Literally, what I was just about to say. Oh, he's really? Twenty three yeah. years old, and he was already in and in yeah. like a pretty successful band. A very th-
2: successful band.
3: That I think he. I don't know if I don't think he got kicked out. I think he left. I think isn't he like? It's his reputation. He's pretty hard to be in a band with. I think I read that. He's
2: just he's just more of a solo guy. I mean, more of a yeah, him and. What's that? Yeah, he is a bit of a loner. oh <laughs> Yeah, twenty three though. So that means like when he was in Buffalo, Springfield, and when he was in uh like CSNY, he he was early, like super early twenties, like late teens even probably. He was like twenty one. You know, it makes
3: me mad, honestly.
2: Yeah, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. And he's putting out songs like "Helpless." Yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: That's you know.
0: crazy. Yeah, writing on that level.
3: Yeah. yeah. It really um, bothers me if I'm being honest as a songwriter. I don't know. Like, cause I'm 34 and I like, I don't even remember 23. I don't even re- like remotely know what I was doing when I was 23. But so, it, but then he releases this album. And so uh, we were talking r- before we started recording shoe about how we, we listened to these albums. Cause we wanted to kind of intentionally listen. And uh, so for me, I've, I got, I'm a fucking judge me all you want. I'm a vinyl guy, but I have it on vinyl. And when I get the chance, I have the room I'm in here. I come in here, I lock the door. I pour myself a little bit of bourbon. I turn the lights down and I try to listen to it and just kind of not, I don't want to be on my phone. I don't, I don't want to do anything else. I just fucking listen to the album. And in all honesty, this has probably become one of my favorite albums of his. I don't think I've ever really listened. Is this to- is going to
2: keep happening though, man. I'm telling yeah, you. It's going to keep right.
3: it's going to keep fucking happening. <laughs>
2: and and you talk about judging how you listen to it, dude. I can one up you on the shitty level because I fucking meditated while I listened to this album <laughs> with my fucking man bun and my and my
0: beard while listening to
2: <clears throat> Dude, I I'll, I'll tell your you Your
0: guns. Sh- Were you wearing a song?
2: Sh- I wish shoo i uh what's what album was it uh oh yeah of course it was psychedelic pill um oh man i yeah. meditated i meditated oh, yeah. to that and like the first song is like 25 minutes long and dude i tripped the right. fuck out it was nuts like seriously neil can neil can put you in some zones dude neil can neil can take you some places oh yeah, yeah. you know if, yeah. if you let neil into your not that- you know not to get all
0: spiritual uh, yeah man
2: <laughs> yeah i'm telling you dude you gotta you gotta open yourself up and just you gotta say the prayer you gotta let kneel in dude i'm telling you
0: he'll <laughs> change See, the, your life i agree and the only the only the only two songs on this album that do that to me are old laughing lady and last trip to tulsa really? those are the only ones that like remove me from the earth when okay. i listen to them and okay. i listen to it the same way you did, Luke. I didn't listen to it on vinyl, but I sat in my office by myself. I poured myself a drink and I, I really listened to it really intently. The lyrics, the arrangements, the production, the whole deal. Yeah. And those are the only two songs on the album yeah. that I think are, for me, that are, are just, that's put me in that zone you were talking about, Russ, yeah. you know, that, that kind of had the outer body experience with. There's some other good songs on the album. But those, those are the only two. I, mm. I, you know, I think that his association with Jack Nietzsche, I think I'm saying his name right. I think so too, yeah. The, uh, the keyboard, keyboard player. He's yeah, played with yeah. everybody from like I don't know, Beatles and Stones.
3: He's fucking incredible on this album, yeah. by the way.
0: Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Um, it's just I think that he may have taken over a little too much. You on this really? album in my opinion a lot of i mean the the you know for some of the songs the strings and the keyboards and the you know the the backup singers work really well and some of it it just sounds really forced and out of place and um hmm. but it works really well like he was half responsible for old laughing lady
3: yeah you
2: know, neil's
0: neil gives him and Ry cooter uh, credit on that song you know because they were both
2: i was gonna say R- Ry that, that that's a big that's a get like and that Ry Cooter's fucking awesome and super renowned and like i didn't even really realize that until doing the research that that that's who was playing on this album
3: was mm-hmm. was Ry cooter i see I, I don't know if i agree with you that it feels forced it, to me it like again I'm going to be super douchey and bring up the fact that I listened to it on vinyl several times during this episode. But one, one of the nice things about it is each side feels like its own album. They both like begin with an instrumental and they end with a kind of a long, very well thought out song. Like the old laughing lady, you can tell he put a lot of fucking thought into that, the arrangement of that song. <clears throat> But, like, every single break between verses is different, like, structurally and instrumentally. Then he has that big, like, gospely middle, and you think this is going to be the end of the song, and then it, there's a whole other half of the song. Mm-hmm. And then the second side, Last Trip to Tulsa, is longer than the four songs that come before it. And it's so fucking good. And every time you think, oh, this is the end of the song, it's not. It's not even close but it, it doesn't feel
0: long. Does that make sense? I don't know. I Yeah. Oh I no. Yeah. You know, it totally makes sense. It doesn't seem like it's a nine minute song at all because you're so wrapped up in his, his, the, the story or whatever the story he is trying to tell. There's several different versions that people, you know, have gotten out of it and his just the way he's singing and everything like that. Can I tell you something I found? Um, that he said about last trip to Tulsa. I don't want to burst your bubble. It kind of burst mine. Okay. He said that um, that it just sounds like a mistake to me. What? That one, I really didn't like. It sounds <laughs> overdone. What? That's so, you nuts. Know, <laughs> that
3: really does kind of bum me out.
0: Doesn't that bum me? Oh, I, yeah. I was like, I love this tune. It's like such a crazy song. It's like, you know, one of those crazy, psychedelic, bad trips like easy rider yeah some of the some of the yeah some of the lyrics in
2: that are just like so fucking good but
0: he doesn't like the two he thinks it's overdone wow said it was a mistake and i read that i'm like oh shit really oh fucking neil Neil. (laughs) that's what's so great about him though you know (laughs) um do we want to talk about emperor of wyoming
2: we oh, don't have to
0: spend too much time with uh, it, but
2: I, it, it. Go ahead, Mike.
0: It sounds like the music for a lemonade commercial. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I mean, imagine it in your head, and then it's like, you know, country time lemonade, <laughs> the way grandma used to make it out on the prairie. <laughs> Fresh lemon taste. Do, 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 you know, it's got these pastoral, you know, and then the strings come in. You know, and it's like, oh, this is the overture for Oklahoma. You know, it's like, it's just I, you know, and it's funny that he starts off his his solo career with this song. I this fucking like love slab it. Slab of cheese, if I could call it.
3: <laughs> I fucking love it, and really? I hate you. Yeah, this is listen. This oh, this podcast is I gonna be like, so good. I feel like this is this whole podcast is gonna be geez, well, you know what's, you know what's, songs so, that I love and ruining fucking shit that i enjoy
2: well because he's not wrong as soon as he said that i was like don't fucking don't fucking." well no listen i love the song and i'm i'm more with you luke but when he said a lemonade commercial i'm like if i imagine that in my head i'm like yeah i can kind of see it but hey i i fucking love lemonade so fucking
3: bring it on no but no this is the thing this is the thing and this is this is what i hate I fucking I love I love breaking bad. I still love breaking bad, but I used to love it more until someone fucking pointed out all the shit that fucking Walt Junior says and does and how much how annoying it is. It's there are people in this in this world I'm talking about you Mike. I'm talking about you right now. That it's okay. their it's okay, their main great. goal in life to ruin good things. <laughs> to just take a thing that's good mm-hmm. and focus on the blemish no. and fucking ruin it. And that's what Mike is trying
0: to do with this, with, no. the, with the Emperor. Oh, no. I've said many positive things already in this fucking podcast <laughs> in the first episode. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I just think the Emperor of Wyoming is just a strange way to start off a solo career. You know, it's it's that's it's why just, it's so neat. Like, hey, man. oh great, this is. I know, but yeah, if, if, you're right. Neil has a sense of humor. It may not yeah. seem like that at times, but All Neil's right. like a funny guy. Like, I, is, saw him, he, I saw him. I saw him over is. here at the D.C.U. Center in Worcester, and uh, he played. Uh, you guys ever see him with his band, uh, with a band play? Uh, The Beatles, A Day in the Life. No, no. It's it's amazing. The version yeah. I saw was amazing, and so you know, at the end of that song on Sgt. Pepper, they have that long sustaining piano, <laughs> the piano, yeah. yeah, note, right? Mm-hmm. So they're coming to the end of the tune, and it's a huge, huge buildup. And Neil's out there and he's, you know, he's got the guitar and it's like, Wah! and then it's like sustain. The whole band is kind of drawing it out and it fa- everything fades out and he goes over to the piano and you know he's going to do that. Duh. He goes to the piano and he goes, clink, and he walks off the stage. <laughs> and it was just friggin' hilarious. So it was this huge emotional roller coaster ride of this Beatles tune and then he just went, plink, at the end and he waved oh, and he walked off the stage. That sounds so Neil, incredible. yeah, I can understand that. Neil's like, Neil's got the sense of humor. He's like, I'm going to put this, you know, cheesy country instrumental in the front, front part of my album. People are going to think I just shit myself, you know? And, and,
3: <laughs> yeah, but, but I, 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 feel like know, know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's more because than the, the sense
0: song of- after that is amazing.
3: Oh yeah. But I, I feel yeah, like yeah. it's more than a sense of humor. Cause like, uh, It's to me, it's like, he's like, you know what? Like this will be funny, but also I, I like, I want to do this. I feel like that's kind of, he just, he's like, you know what? I just want to do this. I want to put a, this fucking lemonade commercial. God damn you, shoe. God damn you.
2: (laughs) I think, I think it's, I think, <laughs> yeah, you can tell Shu's been holed up in his fucking <laughs> in his ghost closet doing oh, voiceover work. Because here he is now he's just country time lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> this,
4: this
0: whole Rocky podcast is, is
4: hard work. Don't you, your
0: home improvement?
3: <laughs> this whole podcast is just shoe trying to get commercial work. Yeah. Like, yeah, the right, loner, doesn't me, the, loner, doesn't, doesn't the loner really sound like, you know, raisin brand cereal from <laughs> Kellogg's? <laughs> Uh, no, but so Shu, when, when me and Russ first saw Neil, he was supposed to come on at whatever, So let's say nine o'clock. And uh, at nine, 10, not Neil, but uh, a bunch of people in hazmat suits came out and started spreading seed like, on the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, and so everyone went nuts. They started cheering like crazy. This was right after the Monsanto album came out and like people were going nuts. But then instead of them doing that for a minute and then leaving and then the band come on, they did it. This is not an exaggeration, Russ, you can back me up, for twenty-five minutes. Yeah. He just had them out there well, for and then, twenty-five and then, minutes.
2: And then and then he had the um the, like people in the Well no, he had like people spreading seed, but then he had like the farm like he had the um the hazmat suits were spraying like fake oh, pesticides right. yeah 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 like over the seeds that the like farmers had planted it was like a whole a whole fucking thing but it was but, dude in regards was, go ahead
3: well i was gonna say it was it was 25 minutes oh yeah and, oh yeah and the, and the crowd went they went crazy then they quieted it down then they went crazy again and then it got it was like right it was on like the an, edge. it was like
2: an andy kaufman bit
3: it, it, it exactly and it was yes. it was right on the edge of everyone st- almost starting to boo, and the lights went low, and then they cheered again. But then he still waited five more minutes, and then yeah. you didn't even see him come out. And then he just started playing the piano. I think yeah. he started with after the Gold Rush, and yeah, then did. Yeah. because of the the this like <laughs> way longer than it should be build up, everyone lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. It was it was fucking incredible. Yeah. But like, who does that? Who does twenty five minutes of that?
0: Did you guys say? Fucking Neil, right? Oh yeah, you got definitely did. Fucking
2: Neil, not, man.
3: That's a fucking so, Neil moment. So that
2: might fucking be the Neil. thing. It might. We might just have to. We might just have to fucking like put that, like acronym that, and then that can be the thing that we say every time we need to say some shit about Neil. We just say FNM or something like that. Like, listen, FNM. Fucking but Neil. here's what. Here's what what's I gotta the, say.
3: What's the M, Russ? Fucking man. Neil, man. Oh, they said Fuckin Neil Man. They said M. Oh, oh, FNM. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, FNM. Fucking Neil Man. But yeah, dude.
2: One of the things I think one of the reasons I I probably first fell like hard in love with Neil was uh, when I was pretty young. I saw the Last Waltz, and like that that sort of started my love for Levon as well, and like the band in general. But um, when Neil was on that, it was like so funny because Dylan was like such a drama queen for that whole thing, that whole production. And then like, even when he comes out, Dylan's like all in this fancy fucking outfit and <clears throat> he's just super like whatever. And like pretty much everybody else, not not everyone, but most people are pretty like, oh, I'm this person. And like Neil comes out and he's he's just so fucking Neil man that like it's just like and then he plays his song and it's great and he and and then like everyone goes nuts and he just goes thanks and it's just like that's it like there's no he's just thanks you know it's like what
3: song did he do again was it helpless
2: yeah well he did a uh, i think he did a couple but he definitely did helpless because Joni mitchell was like in the background right yeah she was like in behind the stage with a mic like adding adding the backup vocals but I just remember seeing that when I was a little kid and being like this guy's different than everyone else. Like he's not the same, you know? Like and just that the way that you, Canadian you know, fucking you know draw like that thanks. I don't know, there's something about it that right. just got me.
0: Go ahead, chew. You you know the the story about what they had to edit out on during the last walls.
2: Oh, uh no, no.
0: Yeah, visually not they had to edit it out. Uh, Neil stuck his face into a huge pile of cocaine before he went on stage and he had a giant white chunk of cocaine sticking, this is totally true, sticking in his nose and Martin Scorsese had to find like the greatest special effects people ever to like, it was like early CGI work to block out the rock of cocaine that was in his nose. (laughs) <laughs> While he was out there, now I don't want to take away anything from the performance because I agree. His that's one of the best songs. Hold on, waltz. this is true. Is this is the truth. In that.
2: Yeah, best. I think. Yeah, now
0: Absolutely that he's saying that. True. I
3: feel like yeah. I remember hearing that. Oh my
2: god, yeah,
0: that's a that's a well. Martin Scorsese will will uh, you know he's told that story. I'm sure
2: once Neil or twice. wouldn't deny it either but if, still, he, if I, he
0: remembered it. Yeah,
3: no. and 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 make sure you guys who are listening tune in because. You know, we will have both Martin Scorsese and Neil Young on <laughs> eventually. So you Confirm yeah. these stories yeah. as we go.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, that's okay, as well as, it, yeah, yeah, as well as Dylan. Yeah, as well as Dylan. Yeah. Back to the track one. Um, I dig it for for kind of the reason you were explaining. Shu, with the like, um, that like the album cover sort of vibe of like the you know the the country prairie like sort of landscape blending into like the city and sort of kneel in between both of them. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I sort of like that, this track starting it because you go from this like sort of, like you said, lemonade, hokey country bopping along on a fucking mule sort of a vibe to then the loner, which is just like, yeah, I just love that. You, I can't really, there's no other thing to, I can't, the only other things i can think of that could, you can compare that to are other neil things like going from that to that and having it be like yeah fuck yeah for me at least i'm like fuck yeah who yeah. cares like the only other thing i can think of is other neil examples like any other band doing that that feels forced with neil that doesn't feel forced to me it feels like that's what the fuck he wanted to do yeah. like i don't know like that like you the way you put it with the album cover that was how i sort of felt about like the way this album starts going from that the like the emperor of wyoming vibe to the the loner vibe because it's just like right that is that blend to me it's like that hokey prairie and then like the loner is the city like that line about watching you on the subway and till he knows he knows who you are like Mm -hmm. who a lot how many people have felt like that you know what i mean like and yet he's talking about, like, it's just that, that, that to me sort of, that's why I agree with both of you, but I sort of like, I sort of see it in, in more of the way of like uh, the, a perfect way to sort of sum up this album is that is track one into track two for me, at least, just cause you have that sort of um, that balance, that blend between of that country boppin', hokey like mama's you know grandma's country time lemonade to the fucking you know in the city like losing your mind you right. know
0: yeah. so
2: anyway yeah. that that's my yeah that's a,
0: that's yeah it's the contrast and right that's like you know that that's like i guess you could say that's a good uh, and that is a good intro to his solo career Because he's done that, right? Right, right. Like you know, you look at he he does an album with Crazy Horse, and he like turns the volume up, and he tears into the music, and then he'll do an album like you know Harvest, Mm -hmm. and so it's like a pendulum that swings back and forth, exactly uh, to extremes. And that's why I feel like, um, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a great observation.
2: Yeah, Yeah. because then you're he's setting up his whole solo career for exactly what you just said. You you can't ever be like. What the fuck, Neil? Because he told you from the beginning, this—you know what I mean? Like,
3: yeah,
2: you, you, there, you can't form a real opinion as to what you're gonna get from me. You know what I mean? So he's—he's—he's right. he's, he's sort of setting it yeah. up. He—he's he, Quentin Tarantinoing, I, I think. You know, he's sort of being like,
3: "All right, I, I actually kind of like that." Yeah. But. Um, hey, can we can we take like fifteen seconds? I gotta piss so bad. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah sure. I'm going to keep recording if you guys want to talk, but I'm just going to keep this thing as a whole for now.
2: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you chuckling about over there? This
0: is watching him like he's going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, like scampering. Like now I, really scamper want, I, I really want people to see the video now, you know?
2: <laughs> of Luke just like, <laughs> Luke shuffling off.
0: disappearing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, his fucking tail between his legs, like, oh. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I thought the way you put it with the with the album cover, that was sort of that same like energy to me as far as like the these opening tracks, like I, I yeah, I, I felt the way you put it with the album cover, that's the way I feel about one and two is 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 that perfect sort of blend and then yeah then how you equated it to basically the rest of his you know his musical solo career um yeah it's i think it's a great analogy for 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 who neil is and and who he's always been even even going from 23 to whatever the fuck he is now 70 what i don't even know how old he
0: is now isn't he like? Yeah, fucking... we should know that because we're doing a goddamn podcast. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> don't know what we're talking about. There's some Neil fan listening, going, "These guys are fucking losers." I I,
2: I want to say it's seventy four. I'm about to look it up. I'm about to look it up.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he does the as far as the album art, he does. Oh, touch look at that, that. seventy four, baby. How, how old is he? Seventy
2: four. I just yeah, said see, it. We knew that. It was on record. I called we, it. We knew that. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Shu. What were you saying? I'm look, glad we're I am right. so. I'm so, I'm so glad ones. I was right. That could have so bad.
3: He's 74, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I walked in while you said yeah, that. We had to look I know,
2: but I was going to give you the credit anyway. <laughs> oh, <okay>. thanks. <laughs> no, you can go back. I fucking said, I was like, I think it's 74. And then I was like, now I'm looking it up. And then I showed it. <laughs> Anyway, continue shooting.
0: shoot. <laughs> I was check. like, gun people check. are listening to this podcast. They don't check. even know how old fucking Neil Young is. Why should we listen to these guys? Oh, yeah. Distract them with the guns. Yeah, bro. gun checks. Gun <laughs> gun checks. There you go. Fucking
3: sucks so bad. I also I hate that if this is going to be video, reason number three that I hate this as Everyone saw the weird pajama pants that I'm wearing right now? Oh,
2: me and Shu loved watching you shuffle off, dude, until you take Fuck. your little piss. <laughs> you.
0: Dude, everybody is doing exactly what we're doing in the world right now. They're on Zoom with like... Yeah. Shirts on here, but they're wearing either <laughs> pajama pants or like mesh G strings or something, you know. That's the whole world. That's way to too that's like way, that way too specific, shoe You yeah.
2: definitely have a mesh G string. He really does. That was way too specific for <laughs> look, you not to actually look it, it was that. a gift.
0: I never put it on. Was it from right? Josh? And it may or may not have had it, it had a gold whistle attached to the front. That's but I never wore it. <laughs> Did it say right?
3: fish on it? <laughs> <laughs> it said hoist. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you? Do you, uh, you guys were talking about the loner. Um,
2: yeah, we were getting into it a little mm-hmm. bit.
3: We so not, I, the, obviously, start. that's I think that's his. Either <clears throat> that or the old laughing later lady are definitely the singles off this. I think that one was probably the first. But uh, I, I I like the loner. It, but honestly, it's not even my top three favorite songs off the album.
2: <laughs> Man, I love that song.
3: It's great, and I think it – Really? Like,
0: That's not in your top three? Nope. Hmm. Let's go around. Let's go around right now. Top okay. three songs on the on this album right now. We'll start with Luke. Luke okay. Top three so,
3: songs. So in the uh, – three, two, one in that order. Number three for me is yeah. Last Trip to Tulsa. Number two is Old Laughing Lady. And number one for me is I've Been Waiting for You. So okay. – fucking good i think i texted you guys today it probably the most Mm -hmm. underrated song of his in my opinion and i know that i'm I'm gonna say that probably every fucking album we do but that song to me (laughs) i don't know what it is but it like every it's you know when you listen to an album and you're like you're like i love this whole whole album but this is the song like i'm waiting for this song and it's something about Mm -hmm. i've been waiting for you
2: it's a great song. It's been stuck in my head all day. That's the one that's been stuck in my head. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be in my top three.
3: Um,
2: it it's so hard because I sort of have to choose. I think between last trip to Tulsa and here we are in the years, because I really love here we are in the years. Um, but then old laugh and lady and the loner are are pretty much shoe ins. I think for me, um, oop, we got a little Mike shoe. Joke there. Is that a
3: new segment? Shoes shoe in. Shoes
0: shoes shoe in. Don't, don't do it. Like it.
3: Don't,
2: don't do
0: that. it.
3: Don't do that. Uh, don't, Mike, don't
0: Mike, make me wear the mesh thumb.
3: Mike, what? <laughs> Blow the whistle on what, it. What commercials do your three favorite songs remind you of?
0: Oh uh, well, I. You know, there's that O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Oh Jesus! There,
3: really. <laughs> I, you
1: know, now everyone's um, humming
0: that fucking yeah, song in their, their heads right
1: now. <laughs>
2: And how ironic uh, how ironic would it be too if we started like actually giving shout outs to corporations on a neil young podcast
3: <laughs>
0: that
2: that's oh, the most we definitely anti-
0: send a team of lawyers after <laughs> us
3: no what's your what yeah what's your three
0: um i okay, well, I have to start number three is definitely emperor of Wyoming no Really? I'm just okay uh, number three is no. <laughs> uh i'd have to say number three is here we are in the years yeah okay. i really love that and we were talking about the album art earlier and that song to me Same. is yep. directly related to the album art yep. it's about the um, misunderstandings between people kind of like you know you can say it's kind of like what's going on today as far as politics go yeah, or the divisiveness. demographics yeah it's totally. like
1: The urban, the city
0: people and the country people, the city people are moving into the country and they don't understand that how important our jobs are. They kind of look down on us and and the city people are are looking at country people like they're uneducated and and stuff like that. And that's kind of like what's on the album cover too. So uh, that would be number three. Number two would be uh, Last Trip to Tulsa because I could listen to that song a million times and come up with a different interpretation of it each time i yeah. mean it's got such crazy lines in it like that one like if if um what was that thing of, like you don't know if he's like did he turn into a woman is he talking about a transvestite you had that line that was like you know um if well, i if were I, if a woman, I had, if i weren't well,
2: if i wasn't if a woman, i'd never I, been I would,
0: a, yeah i wouldn't have got shot or whatever if i'd never been a woman i guess i wouldn't have been caught caught you yeah. know it's like what does that yeah. mean
2: Jeez. I thought and maybe, then, then, I uh, thought, number one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, we can get to so it when thought, we get to the song. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll get to the song. And yep. then number one would be Old Laughing Lady. That's the, yeah. that's the jewel on this album to me. That's the best song in this album. That's one of his best recorded songs ever. Yeah. And that's where the Jack Nietzsche stuff really works <clears> in the song. And that gospel breakdown in the middle, is yeah. it's, that's one of those things. Like I said, it takes me, it just lifts me off the ground when I hear it and I listen like I said I listen to this album sitting and listening to it I listen to it in the car driving around I listen to it giving my daughter driving lessons I listen to it while like putzing around the house and stuff and I like listening to stuff that way too because you, you tend to catch things in the music that you may not catch if you're really focused like yeah you may overthink or you may just be missing something because you're paying too much attention to it right um, but that song is just so beautiful and it has such an amazing vibe to it. Mm-hmm. it is and it's really the gospel singers. And then the, the, what he's singing about. And at first, what I thought he was singing about was the old laughing lady was your thing. Like if you're an alcoholic or you're a junkie yeah. or, you know, you're obsessed with money or something like that, that's your old laughing lady. And then I read in, I, you know, I read a bunch of things on it and supposedly the old laughing lady is death. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's,
2: I read that it was an analogy to either death or alcoholism, but right whatever yeah. same thing honestly kind of yeah. um i agree i have more points on that song but should we just keep going or
0: yeah let's keep going here let's try to make it through the album here
2: i i gotta just say i i really the owner probably would make my top three i really like that song a lot yeah it's great um, i i just think the it's just really like relatable and
3: um I think that song I've I've read that it's about Stephen Stills but then I also read that it was kind of an autobiographical song cuz he's just kind of hard to like he's not he likes doing shit on his own. Yeah. He's more comfortable that way. Yeah, he's it's not just a fan guy. guy. Yeah.
2: It just also really reminded me of like when I lived in Malden and I would take the orange line to work every single day and like that the way he captures that vibe of, like, you'll see him at, down at the end of the car and watching you, like, move until he knows he knows who you are. And then, like, when you get off at your station alone, he knows that you are. Like, it's just, to me, it's a perfect, like, it's a a really poetic and beautiful way of, like, describing people watching, which I think we all do. Mm-hmm. And And when it comes to, like, the city and subways and, like, the way we watch each other and we're all alone but we're together and we know that we're all alone even though we're all together it and, and like i don't know the way he the way that he lyrically put that just like really resonated with me so it, i guess it's more of like a personal sort of um reason why i i really love that song but i just think it's it's great even like that that opening line where where it's like the you you can't tell the difference um the the or, or the the thing of himself in a fox or whatever like that I just I don't know lyrically I just I really like that song and I think it's 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 great sonically um, it's just a great song I really like it I don't know what else you guys have with it but um, I loved it I love it
0: well I think the playing on it is pretty phenomenal yeah oh yeah I mean, it's, it's like it's real tight mm-hmm. and um, I like that those was kind of melodic breakdowns in the middle Mm-hmm. That, you know, provide a really great contrast to it. But yeah, I agree. You know what? It, I think ultimately, I think he's just writing it about himself um, because he's that guy that couldn't be in Buffalo Springfield. Um, I think right. I forget who it was in Buffalo Springfield said Neil Young doesn't give a damn about anybody else but himself and, and his own music, and, and uh, which, is, which is probably true, you know, and rightly so. Yeah. Like you guys were saying earlier, he has to make this music and if he can't make it his way with other people, he's just going to do it on his own. Right, You know, and I think that's kind of what the song is about. It's like what he, it's like you were saying, Russ, it's kind of what he sees and how he's going to deal with it.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, a hundred percent. And I think each, each line sort of uh, resonates with that in its own way, in its own right, in its own, like, whatever that perspective um, regarding that line would be, you know, and and, um, whether or not he is writing it, or whatever even if he maybe sort of came up with the idea because of stills or someone else you get the vibe a lot of this a lot of where this is it came from his own it's from it's about him I get that vibe too I'm like no he's 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 the loner I think Neil's, you know like but he's also talking about every other loner you know all of us but
0: well yeah that's that and like you would you obviously connected with that emotionally yeah no so you could apply that to anybody who kind of hangs with themselves and and wants to do their own thing
2: yeah for sure anyway luke what did you did you have something on that or
0: no i just to me
3: and like, like a lot of these songs they they represent like the album as a whole to me and also the song individually and i know i feel like i'm not explaining what i'm trying to say okay so like uh I'm sure, Russ, you get asked this all the time. Oh, when you write a song, do you write the lyrics first or the music first? Mm -hmm. And then people are like, oh, do you listen to the lyrics of a song? Is that what what makes you – is that what gets you into an album or is it the music? And this one really sums up both really well for me. Yeah, I agree, yeah. And I I feel like the loner – musically it's just such a well-written song it's so catchy Mm -hmm. and lyrically it's really fucking good too so i just feel like he kind of nailed both of them and i feel like honestly the whole first five songs of this they just go so well together and they just like like you were talking about one into two but honestly all of them they just go so well and then ending or not ending but ending side one with the old laughing lady it's so Mm -hmm. It's just so well done lyrically and musically right? and uh, I don't know and, uh, I, if, if I can kind of hop, hop down the line. Like if I could have her tonight is the song after that. And it's, it's just, it just kind of, it kind of like makes this wave. I feel like you, you kind of start here with your country time lemonade and then you, you bounce up to the loner, and then it dips a little bit. And then to me, um, I've been waiting for you. Kind of goes up here, and then it stays up for the for the old laughing lady. And I've been waiting for you. Track four is musically to me the best song of the album. It's kind of just kind of a generic song about about a, a woman he's into, but like it. But I mean, it's, not, musically,
2: it's it's great for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's actually a really great point about the loner too, because dude, like that chorus because yeah as a writer sometimes you come up with really great like um melodies for a chorus something that's catchy like that thing you do give me something upbeat you know give me or something snappy yeah give me something snappy or whatever right and so but then when you when it comes to the lyrics of a thing in that sort of vibe of like a catchy like a good chorus it doesn't always meet your the the vibe you have you want to like connect with that melody and the loner i think fucking nails it with like you know just like no when you see him that nothing can free step aside open wide it's the loner it's like just that 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 to me also too that like um the lyric there of like step aside and open wide it's kind of like Avoid, but also like let him in because he needs it. Like, avoid him because he doesn't want you, but also open wide because he does want you. He's the he's the both, you know, like yeah. he's the both and like that. That it, to, like Mike 100%. It does resonate with me personally if you can't tell, but like that the way that that lyric is those lyrics are so strong, yet that chorus is so catchy and it's a great fucking chorus. So it's like. I don't know just just the contrast there of both of those things but but like open wide because i i you know i do need people uh-huh. i do need this but i'm also you know also get the fuck out of my way right now type of a thing it's like and yeah i don't know luke i i agree i think the music and the lyric that's not always super that that's a lot of times very difficult to get those two things, yeah, um, and then yeah, I, uh if I could ever at a night, I agree uh i I really like it, um yeah, it's great, it's great, but yeah, I've been waiting for you is is definitely the upswing off of that can i can I
3: play you guys something off of that song? He throws a just a breath into I've been waiting for you at the beginning, and then he uses it almost as a separate. Instrumental track, hold on, just listen to this. Yeah, I I fucking, something about that just like rubbed me the right way. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is, but it like, it just hit me in all the right ways. That... Yeah. Who would think to do that on their first album? Probably the same yeah, kind of person like, who would put a, a lemonade commercial as their interest.
2: <laughs> and also it's like he's not he's not Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? Like he's fucking like you wouldn't expect that kind of a thing of like a oh, let me add like a Like that's that's something like Michael Jackson does, right. but like Neil Young, or, you know, what right, I mean? yeah, like
3: uh, or someone who just took a sip of some refreshing country time. Nice. Some country <laughs>
0: Like, oh, that Emperor of Wyoming Lemonade <laughs> is hitting the spot right now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to have a second helping. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Well, let's go on to um, If I Could Have Her Tonight. And, okay. you know, again, not, not one of the songs on the album that thrilled me personally, although I have to say it's the most 60s sounding song on the album yeah. to me. Um, it's just got that kind of birds type of feel to it, and um, yeah, that whole Laurel Canyon type of thing going on. I don't know. To me, it seems like kind of a filler. Which there's a few songs in this album that are definitely filler to me. Yeah, but I, um, I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: I, I think I agree with the filler, but I don't. I don't think, and I don't think you mean this either. I don't feel like it's a filler in a negative way. Like some songs are fucking definitely fillers, but I enjoyed the fillers on these. So even like the, the songs that I think are a little more forgettable are not bad songs to me. I don't know. Like
0: well, you kind of changed my mind a little bit when you said it's kind of like a wave. And yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Then I understand the placement of that song better. And it makes a little more sense to me. The context that it's in, you know, makes a little more sense to me. The, yeah. The song it comes after, you know, song it goes into.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, as far as the 60s vibe, I would probably agree for sure. Um, when Yeah, when you said that, like, um, the birds kind of vibe. And then, but yeah, I feel like it's just, uh, it's kind of like Neil was at a, probably, like, was at a party and saw a chick that he really wanted to fuck. Mm-hmm. And, like, was like, yeah, let me write it, let me put a song about that. And like, oh, I can't stop thinking about this hot chick I saw that I want to bone, you know, like.
0: Right. Joni Mitchell, probably.
2: Yeah, right. that's sort of the vibe I get <laughs> from this tune, you know. Yeah. It could have even been a young man. Who knows? I mean, Neil, man. Fucking Neil, man. Fucking Neil, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I mean, there's, you know, it was the 60s. You're writing about free love, you know. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. at that point, he's how old? 23 years old. Yeah. You know, he's already wrote "Mr. Soul," which was definitely about groupies, right? So he's <laughs> yeah. he's experienced that whole thing, and and, uh, and at this time, he was deeply in love with um, his first wife. Yeah. Uh, so that because that's what um, right. wait he was married.
3: He was married already at this point. I believe
0: he was like just newly. I think he was just newly married at this point, and she was like she ran like a bakery, okay, near his house up in. Topanga Canyon or wherever he was living at yeah. that time. And uh, Susan Acevedo, I think her name was. And um, so he... So, like, I've Been Waiting For You is definitely about her. He has said that's that's about her. Um, yeah. But, you know, if I could have her tonight, could have easily been about <laughs> her. Or it could have been something from, you know... I mean, how many of these songs do you think he wrote when he was in Buffalo Springfield?
2: Right. I, A lot of this stuff, he, it's probably from... Yeah, who knows when he wrote it, you
0: know? This, right. like, it's stuff he didn't want to do with them, or it's stuff that they didn't, didn't want to do.
3: Yeah, or it didn't work with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The The Loner was actually written as a Buffalo Springfield song.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. You know, and what would it have sounded like with Stephen Stills? Right. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: I like the analogy of the wave, Luke. I think that, that works really well. But I mean, thank come you. on. like really yeah, like, on the like
3: analogy, thank you.
2: Lately, I've found myself losing my mind, knowing how badly I need her. Obviously, to me, it's like, yeah, he's fucking horny as fucking. It's driving him
0: crazy. <laughs> he's twenty three, man. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty three, and he's a rock star. He's surrounded by yeah. chicks. I mean, they don't even care what you look like. No, no offense to Neil Young, but the the Stones were getting laid left and right. They weren't like you know, yeah, you know, they were no Paul McCartney. No, but but I've
3: been waiting for you. It's just such a good. It's just such a good fucking feel good. Like, well,
2: why don't we just move on to that then? I feel like we gave that. Oh, I thought we were already
3: on that one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it's fine.
3: (laughs) I, maybe I was on it and I've been waiting for you. You've been on it the whole
2: oh, goddamn drink, time. Everybody drank this. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I uh, love that tune also. Um, it's, it's, you know what it is to me that catches me instantly is the guitars. Yeah. They have this kind of not, – not, I don't want to say jangly. It's more like airy. I don't know. You guys are musicians. I'm. I am not a guitar player. But well, that the shimmering quality to it that and immediately shimmering like, is a good is a good matched onto my brain. You know, yeah. like, Opening chords. I'm like, wow, this is great. It's like epic. Almost. It,
3: it's just like a like a good like right from the intro. It's just a good like. Let's get high. Let's get a little buzz. Like let's just like chill out and fucking enjoy mm-hmm. this shit mm-hmm. out of this. I don't know.
0: Can we move on to the old laughing lady? Yeah, because I yeah. feel like I've already
3: peppered in my thoughts on this song throughout the <laughs> whole podcast already. I go ahead, Mike.
0: This is the this is like one not only one of his best recorded songs ever. This is just one of the best songs ever to me. It's a, okay. it's a it's fucking where great. It, song. All the elements yeah. came together, and like I said in the beginning, I think Jack Nietzsche took over a little too much, or he let Jack Nietzsche took over let like, take over too much. I think it's because. You know, it was his first solo album. Maybe the record company had something to do with that. And maybe that's why he he went on the path he did, you know, later on after this album in his career. But um, the strings and the, the gospel choir and the bass playing, it just has this, uh, I think ethereal is the word I'm looking for. It's just yeah. this kind of lighter than air, Kind of groove to it, and it's such a heavy subject too. Because he's talking about, you know, he could be talking about death. He could be talking about, you know, addiction uh, mm-hmm. at some point or something. But it's it's such a beautiful song, and I like that. I like how it's in parts. Yeah, like it's the yeah. first part, the gospel breakdown, and then he's got that kind of trail at the end. Like, you know, this is like when you die. They say you you your soul leaves your body and you can, you're can you above your body and you can see yourself and that's like the image I get from the music of okay. like the last minute and a half of that song. Fever on the freeway Blacks out the night
2: Here's a slip in on the stairway Just don't feel right
0: it's just such a beautifully, beautiful sounding and beautifully put together song. Mm. And it's, it's definitely the, to me, it's the centerpiece on this album. And I like how it ends side one because it definitely gives you a break. If you're listening to it on vinyl like Luke is, it gives you a break because you've got to get up and you've got to flip over the record. But you've got yeah. the time to kind of savor what you've heard. You know, it doesn't just, you know, like I listen to it on Spotify and it goes like right into the next tune. Right. And, and, um, but with that, you know, you've got like that, you know, however long it takes you, even if you go on to side two that little bit of time and reflection on that song. It
3: leaves you feeling something
0: yeah. for sure. It's such a smooth flowing vibe.
3: And it, to- and it, it, it built, it starts. So this is, I don't know, like after listening a few times, there's a, uh, it starts so, so quiet, especially compared to the first four songs. Uh-huh. The vo- the volume is it's mastered lower, but right at the beginning of the song, there's like a like a chime either from a keyboard or just from the electric guitar, and then it gets quiet again. His vocals and everything about the song, his his strumming, and it it builds in this really like orchestral way. And then Russ, I'm sure you'll so
2: at I, I, this point, actually, I think you're getting right to it. Is so the last time today the uh, my last listen through today, I went and drummed along to the whole album. Oh, the drumming. Yeah, that's what I was heading towards. I I figured I would try to like just drum along to the album. I thought that would be like a cool experiment on my last like listen through before we did the podcast. And when I got to this song. Yeah, good luck. It was like, oh, okay. We're like, we're fucking around here now. Like every verse is different. Well, not necessarily a little bit but there's always this the the timing of the bass pedal i had to like really be in my head like t- trying to figure out what the timing was and what a really weird synchronicity happened because <clears throat> in the beginning of the song you start to hear this like boom, boom, like the that bass pedal and it's this weird sort of heartbeat thing yeah. but it's it's on its own time yeah And it's sort of separate from the track but it it fits in in this like mike the way you put ethereal the 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 drum pattern especially this this uh the the foot the way that that's produced because by the time i like i was sort of figuring it out they got to the they got he gets to the lyric where uh the first time you hear him say oh so it says they say the old laughing lady uh been here before and then it says she don't keep time, oh, uh, she yeah. don't count score. And then I'm like, oh, this drum is purposefully on its own; it's not on time with the rest of what's going on here. And it and it and it when I heard that lyric, it all like clicked for me, and I was like, wow, there's some there's some serious awesome production, like real thought going on behind why this bass. Drama. Yeah. like why this the the kick pedal is on its own sort of time and it's off of but it's not off that you like i don't it i don't know if like the uh if like a non-musical mind would even really sort of catch it because they would just think oh this is cool vibe ethereal whatever which it is but it's also like i think it's purposeful especially when i heard that lyric i was like yeah that that is like it's yeah. a it's a mirror to the lyric is a a, a a a mirror to like the the music the timing of that kick yeah. pedal and then as the song builds and then when you get to like that the the gospel-y it, you're getting in this like groove oh and, man ah oh, jeez yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then so then i'm like while i'm drumming to the album i'm like yeah like this is awesome for this song and i i'm like getting i get chills you know it's like mike like you said that out of body that like that's, this song really does that, especially when I was drumming along to it, like it was frustrating. So we're back to that ad, but not in the way that I feel like that <laughs> ad is saying, but it, uh, just of like, I was like, I, the, uh, the the first few songs, uh, um, none of them are like easy to drum to. Some of them are, are just pretty simple, but like when I got to this one, I was like, Oh, this is intentional and it's fucking awesome. So yeah. then it was because you're, you're feeling like this. And then when you get to that, oh, hi. And then uh, the, yeah. then the Jeez. drums are just perfect. They fit the groove. It just slides into the pocket and it's and it's this fucking awesome gospel groove, you know. Oh, God it's, damn, it's such a good song. Oh, it's great. Me, anyway, man. that's my that's my take on like what you were saying, Luke. I wanted to uh just throw that well, in. So-
3: because- Mm-hmm. I, I put this as my number two, but honestly, it's like neck and neck with, with my number one. And the more we're talking about it, the more goosebumps I'm getting. But like, honestly, lyrically, this is the best song on the album. Like, I think by far. I yeah. don't think it gets better it's, than this song. It's
2: either this or Last Trip to Tulsa, but...
3: I think yeah. this one's better, man. I don't know.
0: Well, this one was... This is the one, this is the one song where Jack Nietzsche, I guess, really had a heavy hand in in writing and arranging yeah lyrically
2: too, writing yeah it says that all songs uh written by neil young except where noted and then it brings up that uh jack nietzsche oh no it it only says jack nietzsche was the writer for the string quartet okay according to wikipedia
3: but I mean, like even like the ending, the the last core, the last verse. There's a fever on the freeway, blacks out the night. There's a slipping on the stairway, just don't feel right. And there's a rumbling in the bedroom and a flashing of light. There's the old laughing lady. Everything is all right. right. It's just fucking. It's just. It's just fucking Neil, man. I don't know. Well, it's,
0: yeah, fucking Neil, man. It's that <laughs> you know. It's it's kind of like that. Well in life there really is only one destination yeah and we shouldn't fear it it's kind of a buddhist i guess you could say way of looking at it like we have to embrace that we're not here
2: dude that's so fucking crazy so because i've been literally i told you i've been like meditating and a lot of the meditations i've been doing i've been listening to like alan watts and like that's that exactly is the is the type of thing i've been sort of meditating on and and then i was really resonating or like um sort of reflecting on that idea of like you know we all sort of know and i'm gonna get sort of matthew mcconaughey from true detective right now but like (laughs) we know we 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 know on like a on a physics level that time is not how we perceive it it's not linear and so like everything that everything that has happened and and will happen is happening so like w- w- technically we're already dead the three of us like because we will die we're already dead you know what i mean like it's that interstellar sort of right. thing and right. so if you
0: accept that
2: right but we're always a, you, you, running you from free. it we're always right. running from it and so that yeah. that we're always yeah it, it's just it's really ironic and insane that humans spend so much time like denying that, you know, like the avoiding that. Um, and, and I love the analogy of an old laughing lady. It's, it's great because it can either be, that can either be really fucking terrifying or it can be really like comforting depending right. on your perspective, right, right, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that's really beautiful because like, if I think of like, um, if I think of like my Nana who I really loved and I think about her laughing, that makes me feel comfort comforted. But then if I think about like, um, uh, fuck that, that old lady from the new it movie or something, then I'm like, Oh God. And that is such a great analogy for death and for the inevitability of this thing. That's always there, you know? Um, and And I,
3: I, I love that. I love it. He wrote it when he was fucking 23 years (laughs) old. No,
0: right. That's some good acid. That's, <laughs> when it, that's when LSD was, like, the real deal, and it wasn't full of, like, yeah, strange chemicals yeah, and shoe polish. Yeah. That was, oh, like, yeah. clear opposite <laughs> acid he was doing right there, man. He he had the key in the keyhole <laughs> to the door, you know? And then it was, like... Well, dude, because
2: oh, uh, we, now you're bringing up fucking... That just reminded me of some uh, Last Trip to Tulsa lyrics that unlocked your mind.
0: Right. Lyric. Oh. oh, yeah. And, like, what was that? Like, I have the key if you need yeah, it. Yeah, so the it, lyric
2: is uh I'd unlock your mind you know and uh fuck um uh, fuck and but yeah it's like i'll, I'll mail send you the I'll key send you the key if uh, if you mail if you send me the postage i'll mail you back the key or whatever mail you yeah. back the key. right? Just, uh, it's like yeah i'll unlock my mind you know just to see what i can see and then it's or something yeah. like that it's like oh man that lyric man that woo. Anyway, look, what,
0: we're, look look what Neil did to us. I know. I know. We just I spent like know. the last—it seems like ten minutes—talking about death and how we should embrace it, and our lives <laughs> would be so much easier. And what is real and what's not real? And fucking Neil, man. Fucking what Neil, man. man.
2: That's got to be our first T-shirt, man. Fucking just, Neil, man. The FNM man, just fucking Neil
0: man. All right, let's 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 move on. Or does it matter really? We're all good. I don't think it matters, but um, well, so
3: we're we're coming on, I think, an hour and forty
0: minutes. Well, <laughs> oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Well, there's so, a lot we can cut out. I mean, like when you went to the bathroom and stuff. That's true.
3: Yeah. Well, it sounded like you guys are having a good conversation about when Neil Young was born. I don't think I want
0: to cut that out. <laughs> well, you nailed it, Russ. Nailed
2: it. <laughs> I nailed that shit, dude. Well, we get it.
3: You're fucking good at guessing ages. Gun checks. Uh, I hate you. Let's get the guns gone um, But yeah. no, so, and, and so we should say these aren't all going to be very long. They're not all going to be very short. I, I feel like it's kind of going to depend on the album, but this, yeah. I think this one just kind of really hit us all in some pretty good ways. Plus it's the first episode. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm not, I'm not worried right. about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if there's, there's stuff you want to cut out, then that's, you know, like yeah, you're, I, you're getting the title of the fucking podcast wrong. I'm hundred
3: percent leaving that. <laughs> <in>. Um, <laughs> For as far as the last five tracks, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but nothing really stuck out to me besides uh, maybe the last trip to Tulsa.
2: Well, yeah. I no, got I, I to talk about Here We Are in the Years. because I Yeah. That's, okay. that's, the String Quartet is pretty. It's, it's great. I love it. It's a nice little – like, I'm sure, Luke, when you switch the yeah. record over, it's a cool, like, yeah, all right. Because, like, you start with the album with the Emperor of Wyoming – and then you start side 2 so it's it's that same sort of thing i talked about before of that like it starts with this country hokey sort of here we go with the minute you know the the fucking mm-hmm. whatever minute maid lemonade country time and then we go into like a a sort of like george martin esque you know like string quartet mm-hmm. and, and then the next song is the blend, is that like you said mike that blend with here we are in the years which like i wish i wish that country music today which is fucking mostly awful for the most part i think probably 98% of it is is terrible what country music has become except for some outliers obviously like whatever sturgill simpson and some margo price all the people that timmy loves to cream in his pants over but i wish that people took i wish that here we are in the years was the like was the thing that everyone looked at and then formed what country music would become.
1: Now that the holidays have come, they can relax and watch the sun rise above all of the beautiful things they've done.
0: Well it's I you know like I said earlier, this is the you know, like what the album cover is. It is the mm-hmm. Neil bringing both his worlds in. Neil, obviously a lover of country music, but then also a guy who, you know, plays rock, rock mm-hmm. music, you know, and, and he's, um, and it's the country versus city thing. It's the Green Acres thing. It's yeah. like, you know, fresh air, Times Square. It's just the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that way that they look at each other that both cultures look at each other. So the urban people look at the country people like they're dumb and uneducated and they look down on people that work with the, on a farm. Yeah. You know, or, and, and the country people look at the city people as they don't, you know, they, their life is disgusting and it moves too fast and we can do what we want. We have freedom to do what we want and stuff like, you know. And, and, and then there's like an environmental message in there also that the city people are eating up and by not appreciating what the country people can do, they're eating up the environment. Um, you know, and that's, that's what I got. I like, I like that song in the sense that it's got that message in it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's what, that's what draws me to that song mostly. What about you? Uh,
3: No, I, I think I agree with most of that. I mean, to, to be, I don't know. I mean, not to be the outlier here, but I liked, um, what did you do to my life a little bit more than that one? I don't, but I, I definitely agree with you guys. I'm not shitting on the song at all. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm going to shit on What Did You Do To My Life? Because that's definitely a song I would totally just kick off of this album. Really? It is such a whiny little bastard of a song. It's like it's like Morrissey must have got his hands on this song and was like, I love the misery and the whininess. I'm sorry. This, that one and the next one, i would loved her so long, are just too two turds in a row. Right
3: <laughs> okay, definitely disagree but I, I, I've i loved her so long would be my if I had to cut a song that would be my that would be my cut. I think yeah. it's the most forgettable to me but yeah. I don't know what did you do to my life is just it's fucking catchy. I
0: don't know it's just the way he's it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like those two songs doesn't it doesn't sound like he's into it at all. It sounds like he's uncomfortable in the studio. If you compare that with the loner and I've been waiting for you, an old laughing lady. Oh yeah, there's a freedom in his voice that you obviously hear in the next album. That totally I th- comes yeah. out in the next th- album. But like for these two songs, it sounded like you know Jack Nietzsche was probably like, let's just do these tunes because we need to fill you know eight minutes.
3: Yeah, but so, I, right? I think I think that they're they're just they're just catchy enough to me that they they fit really well. I think I've gone. I'm thinking more musically about this second half than I am lyrically because it's lyrically. It's not, I mean, it's nothing. You're right. It's, it is pretty whiny, but I I don't know. It's catchy. I like the catchability of it. Is that a word? Catchability?
2: It is now. I think these songs would work if this album was longer and there were other songs or other things to split them apart. Because I think what happens with these two songs is you have two songs in a row where, so you start the second uh, the second side with a, a string quartet and then you go into Here We Are in the Years, which is a really uh beautiful like commentary, like Mike said, on the country and the city, and it's really well written, it's great. Then What Did You Do to My Life is is repetitive of like that what did you do to my it like happens a lot in the song, and then same thing sort of happens with Oh, I love to so, right. so there's two songs in a row of of him sort of yeah of 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 this sort of repeating of a thing where it's fresh off of like really great lyrics and then it's like there's it's these two those two songs are sandwiched in between here we are in the years which i really like which we've gone over and then obviously last uh trip to tulsa which is just i mean all of us agree is incredible so i think the reason why we're all sort of saying that those two songs don't work as well i think it's the placement and i think if the song was i mean if the album was longer or if there was another way to arrange it i just the thing is i wouldn't change anything about the first five the first yeah so that's right. that's there's nowhere else to put them so i guess yeah i mean yeah i, I i'm i might uh, It's a toss-up, honestly. It's a toss-up for me between if I had to get rid of one, which one? Um, Would it be um, one of those two? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I, 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 man, I think maybe I've loved her so long would be the one.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think so.
2: I don't know. Um, You know,
0: these two songs. There's, there's like, there's the bands that Neil Young inspired, and you know, more recently, you could say a lot of the grunge bands you know, took a cue from Neil Young and especially his crazy, his work with crazy horse and stuff Mm. like that. And then there's that side of Neil Young that inspired bands like America. Yeah, totally. And bread. Totally. And that's those two songs right there. They like, they're like the roots of FM smooth, you know, soft rock, like continuous soft favorites, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) You know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it, to me, it's, it's just the, those two songs are definitely, to me, they just had to fill some time in the album. He had a couple of throwaways that didn't, maybe not work for Buffalo Springfield. And Well, um, Last Trip to Tulsa, I think, is a great springboard into where he goes, yeah. which is a pretty dark place. right? And even though, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, he thought this song was a mistake oh. and he thought it sounded overdone. And, uh, but I, I just, I'm so fascinated with the lyrics and they, they may be nonsense. You know, they may not mean anything at all. They may be like how Kurt Cobain wrote and he wrote because words sounded great together and they not necessarily have a meaning. You know, he may have had fragments of songs that he, he threw in there, but they're strung together in such a way that they, they are a story that has to me something new in it every time. Like, I discover something new in it. Yeah. Every time like that I'll mail you the key if you give me the postage I'll mail you the key or yeah. you no know, that whole I was chopping down the palm tree verse. Oh that's
2: dude that's like a, a, a that's like a fucking like a an incredible poem. It it should be it's right. like it's it's so it, it's like a a Tao. I don't know it, it's just amazing. That that well, whole I, I, that I, whole I, I, last I, line is is amazing.
0: I see it as his telling his peers, kind of like what we were talking about before with the loner, telling his peers that you guys have lost your, your vision. You guys have lost your way. I'm down here trying to chop down this palm tree. And by palm tree, I think the palm tree, this is just me, uh, symbolizes you know, the Southern California thing mm-hmm. and the music industry and how it, it grappled on to You know the counterculture that's part of what he didn't like about Woodstock was that the filming at Woodstock made it into something he thought was like something sellable where he didn't believe you know what Woodstock was all about was something to be sold and so that's to me that's what the palm tree is and he's been trying to chop down this palm tree for so long I'm not quite sure what 87 years means
3: I was trying to Um, figure that out
0: yeah I don't know what that means but he's been chopping it down so long. And his friend came by to say, Hey, I can help you with that tree. And he's kind of like, I don't need your help. And his friend says, fine, you know, stay here and slum it. You know, I'm getting back in my, what is he drives a Cadillac, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm getting back in my Cadillac. I'm taking off and then Neil chops down that tree and just destroys the establishment. <laughs> and it, and right, and it falls on him.
2: Yeah. Uh, you no, know, yeah, that's Neil ahead, clearing. On.
0: That's Neil clearing the way for his career like I don't need your help. I, I don't like need, that. You're a big it may have been Stephen Stills he was talking about, you know. Oh, he's like, damn. look, I don't need I don't need your help here. I I'm doing it on my own and you know, I'm going to clear my way and if you're in the way then you're in trouble. So, so yeah. I think I I would say
2: I would I would mostly agree with that um interpretation. Only thing I would change is that like when it comes to the lyric he says that he was I've been chopping down the palm I was chopping down a a palm tree and then the friend dropped by to ask if it would be less lonely um if he helped me swing the axe and then Neil is responding by saying like the way you worded that man about being lonely that's not the problem right right like and so that, where I think it ties in really well with what you're saying, um, because that's kind of the point, right? It's like the dude's coming over, being like, "Oh, you're aren't you so alone, man? Don't you, you know what I mean?" And he's saying mm-hmm. it's not, it's not about the loneliness; it's about the fact that I, there's this fucking tree that needs to be taken care of. And what I think happens is that when the when the once he says that to the person, which I think it, I feel like he's saying it in a in a, in a sort of loving way of like. Well it, it well thanks but it's not a case of being lonely it's more the fact that this tree needs to get chopped down right mm-hmm. like it, it's not about me about being lonely or whatever and then so when he and i feel like he kind of knew or i don't know like then when the person says go get lost that's like the that's like the negativity that's right. like the that's like the 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 hater that's like the the fuck you that not that he needed but that the tree needed because right. I don't think Neil intentionally – he's already been working on it. I don't think it was like that – I don't think it was that, um, oh, because someone told him to go get lost, he intentionally was like, now I'm going to kill you with the tree because he he just – all he does is work on the tree. I think right. that because they told him to fuck off, because he was kind of being like, I'm not – I don't need you to help me be less lonely. um it was that 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 negativity that like
0: mm-hmm. yeah it, it, no, it, I understand what you're saying it was it's yeah and like and the, and scene, I, and the I, scene had a unified thing you right know, it, it and I think it was it was and 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 that he's yeah. saying you know it's not because I'm lonely you know right I just
2: I just felt like I just want to sort of clear up I don't see it as Neil like being like um. I don't think he like wanted necessarily wanted to crush that person no. with the tree. Oh, but he was
0: saying, "Look out, because yeah, I'm gonna bring this scene down I'm it's like, yeah, i It's like yeah, all I can
2: do is work on this tree.
0: Right. Yeah,
2: and 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 I think it just all that the timing of it—it's it, so poetic. It's so fucking beautiful. It's like yeah, I, I don't know. It's so great. I, I that whole line. There's so many like there's so many fucking lines in here, dude. Like that.
0: Well, the whole uh, thing about the you know whether he was a woman mm-hmm. speaking as a woman or a man, you know, I keep, I keep thinking about that. And it's like, well, what, what does he mean? Like, you know, I, if I was a woman, I wouldn't have got caught. Or if I, if I hadn't been a woman, I wouldn't have got caught. Right. And then like, it's like she, she or he did something wrong, but then got away with it. Like he refers to getting the house in the car back you know and it's um Mm -hmm. it's a it's really a riddle of a song it it may not it just may not mean anything at all and we're spending so much brain space on it and it's just like neil thinks it's a mistake
3: well so so i think i personally my opinion is i think the song is completely literal i think he is actually a hundred years old at the time of writing this which (laughs) would mean we talked about 87 years ago right 23 um i think uh he hates palm trees i think that was kind of the main point of the song okay chop him down also not a big fan of cadillacs kill two birds with one swing of the axe right right um but that's just kind of my opinion no i'm just kidding uh i i think it's bullshit though that he i i know he said that he doesn't like it or whatever the hell he said he literally and Okay, another drinking game. Anytime Luke brings up the fact that he listens to vinyl like a goddamn douchebag.
0: <laughs> it's not a douchey thing, man. It's but, awesome.
3: But but the back of his album, he literally has li- the last lyrics yeah. of yeah. the last trip to Tulsa. I, so, yeah, I, mean, I think that's right. so
2: intentional for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, like Shu was saying, I think that is him saying like, hey, pay attention, guys, because... It,
0: th- You'd, you're going in the I, wrong direction. Well, it's you just, guys are going in the wrong direction.
2: Yeah. And I'm, and, I'm, I'm working on this tree. This is what I have to do. And I'm going to do it anyway. And like you, you might tell me to fuck off. You need us, but this tree's going to come down mm-hmm. because I'm just keep, I just, I'm going right. to keep on fucking working on it. You right. know, like,
0: and he, and, and, he and you're going to
2: get, and you're going to get crushed. And he does crush them.
0: Yeah. And he says the, the, the lonely line twice. Right, I think it's the only line he says in the song. Twice. It
2: is, yeah. Everything else is is just all the way through new lyric, and then he yeah. says that thing twice. Right.
0: Yeah, it's really it's to me it's uh, you know despite what Neil thinks about it it's it's just a song of one of those songs that you can get lost in like old yeah. laughing lady like you forget you're listening to a record and you're in another world. Mm-hmm. And and it's not because it's nine minutes long because like I think it was Luke you were saying like it doesn't seem like it's nine minutes long at all.
2: Well, and it also G- it it starts with just like, you know, it it's really simple, and then he gets to that part where he's like, jung, 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 yeah. jung, 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 jung. and it's like it, it's like oh yeah like it, it it takes you to that other sort of like a ag- that uh, uh he he's playing the chords more aggressively, mm-hmm. but it's still just him on an acoustic and it's like. I don't know, and 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 then it sort of makes that like, I used to be a folk singer sort of line even more real. Where it's yeah, like, that one,
3: yeah, you yeah.
2: know, I used to be a folk singer, keeping managers alive. What a great line, for of yeah, especially for that time, right. And then like, and then just like until uh, what is it? I, until you saw me on the street and told me I was jive, right. And, yeah. then he, and then he's basically like, I don't know, like that's the thing is I don't know who the fuck he's talking
0: to. Right. So but that's I, the thing. I don't know who he's talking to or who he's speaking like as I know the man, woman thing. Or is he like the folk singer or See, you know, so then the part whole of me thing.
2: feels like he's doing them. Like, I know Luke was making a silly, silly, but like he, but like he, I feel like part of this is like him sort of, um, taking that like reincarnation vibe of like, mo- like, uh, your, your past lives or something, you know, like, I feel like this is Neil's way of saying like in that, like, I don't know, Jesus Buddha esque thing of like, I'm you and you're me. And we've all, we've all played out these parts so many times, you know, what the fuck, man, fucking Neil Young here, here we are back, right back in, 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 you know,
0: well, I think it's a good introduction to what comes after, Yeah. you know, and um, it gets darker obviously for Neil and, and um, and weirder, and we're all very thankful for that. That's for sure. But Amen. yeah, it's it's. I think it's a great ending as opposed to the beginning. And and you know now now we're calling it the lemonade song. But you know you had that beautiful pastoral, you know, kind of lemonade prairie song. vibe. But then God, it remember. ends with this really dark travel log.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You know what I oh, mean? Oh shit! Like, I didn't
3: even think of the contrast. Yeah. Between, so it's yeah. kind of like
0: things are really. So now I'm starting to appreciate Emperor of Wyoming. Now thinking about the contrast. So it starts something that's there really he is, idealistic, there he
3: is.
2: <laughs> really idealistic.
0: And Let's take then, a drink
2: every time we can change Mike's shoes. There you go, yeah. <laughs> So it starts off in this
0: beautiful thing, like a beautiful, perfect world, and then it ends right, in right. really strange and dark play. And
2: and this end too is that this song, like even though that first one, like you said, is that like hokey prairie perfect world thing. It has a band quality mm-hmm. to it. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of collaborative effort, but this right. song is just him.
1: Yeah.
2: It's yeah. just him. But so it's that same thing of like that. It's like the, yeah, it's the inverse of that first song, but it's mixed in with the whole album. Right. And it's, and it's like, yeah, maybe we're reading way too much into it, but that's going to be this podcast. Yeah. But I Always remember, to, I Neil just,
0: said this song was a mistake. Always I just, remember I,
2: that. Yeah, remember that when I read this line, because I just want to read that one line. Um, well, I used to be a folk singer keeping managers alive when you saw me on a corner and told me I was jive. So I unlocked your mind, you know, to see what I could see. If you guarantee the postage, I'll mail you back the key. And, yeah, yikes. And then, it, and then there's the one that right after that, which I don't even know if it ties in with that. That seems like a separate thing because then the next one is, well, I woke up in the morning with an arrow through my nose. There was an Indian in the corner trying on my clothes. Right. And like, is, that, is he referring, is he both people in that?
0: Is he referring to himself like in I some mean. kind of cultural appropriation thing? Yeah, that's he what I mean. wearing like, the Native American garb and he's writing broken Well, you think about that ad, think about that yeah.
2: ad, how much they brought that up you know what I mean? Like the, 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 um, that native American,
0: right. Leather, yeah. they like that ad brought this, that up yeah.
2: multiple times. And right, then, that was his
0: image. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, and he's very affiliated with that, you yeah. know, like culture. And, um, yeah. And I, I, that makes me wonder, but I love that. Like he talks about keeping managers alive as a folk singer in the sixties. Like that mm-hmm. was such a, a huge thing, but then, and then, so it's like, Uh, when he says like, when you saw me on a corner and told me I was jive, is that another manager? Is that just a a lover? Is that himself? Is that, but then he says, when he says, so I unlocked your mind just to see what I could see. And then obviously whatever he saw, because he says, now if you guarantee the postage, I'll mail you back the key. So it's like, now you you have to pay and I'll give you back this key that I used to take a look inside your I fucking like,
3: mind, I feel like there, you could do a whole episode of on this one song and I you know, analyzing it, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah we should definitely have Duncan Trussell join us. Just oh my God, right? Yeah, that would be
0: awesome. A little midnight yeah. gospel going with that. Oh,
3: dude, David, did you watch Midnight Gospel?
0: I've watched all of it. It's, it's I a, did. Did everyone? Did all shit. of us watch it all the way through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that last that last episode with his mom.
2: Well, that, did geez. you hear that actual podcast when he did it back? because no, that's that's no. real.
0: Yeah, that's, I know this is like based on yeah. his podcast, but I, yeah, I, I mean that's yeah, it, that's real. And I was just by the end, I was in tears. Me too, I was, man. I was crying. fucking bawling so my beautiful. eyes out. It was so and so crazy psychedelic, but still, awesome.
2: it was awesome. I loved it. I would love to have Duncan. I, I maybe, bet, maybe uh, hey, he's the you know, nicest I'll try to get guy. Touch with him, you know? Yeah, you should, man. He 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 seems like the type of guy who would do that. Who would do
0: it? He's he, I don't know. He's He seems. He's. he's, he's yeah. We'll, we'll really see if he's a Neil Young man. fan. Cause if he's not, fuck him. That's right. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll chop
2: down, we'll Um, chop down our fucking tree right on his back or Or on his
3: his midnight gospel back.
2: Or we'll lie and that. say this
4: is not a Neil Young
3: podcast and then just talk about Neil Young and he'll just have to be okay with
0: it. Yeah, actually
2: I don't, I don't like Neil Young, man. Sorry. I know he sounds like a five-year-old. Well, that's,
0: there we go. That's the first podcast here of a long may you young there I gotta write this down. Yeah, sure. And the first Neil Young album. And we're gonna try we're gonna attempt to do uh, cover each Neil Young album in his catalog, including the live albums and the archive stuff and the movie soundtracks, uh, which total up to sixty five. Uh so uh please subscribe if you're into Neil Young and we didn't drive you away with this first podcast, and uh and also uh give us a good rating mm. and uh check us out on social media. We'll be on Facebook and uh Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, I'm gonna make it Instagram, yeah and uh so thank you uh thank you very much for listening uh the condon brothers uh luke and russ are in the band town meeting and i highly suggest you check out their music also it's excellent
3: new uh, album coming can... out
0: mid-june all right there you go and they're still working they got an album coming out mid-june and you guys are on spotify and everything right oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah all that shit all that all right you can, you can check all that out and uh my name is mike shu uh, thank you for what's listening.
2: your what's your handles mike if you want uh you
0: can uh me. at mike shoe aaf on twitter because i can't change that even though i don't work at waf anymore <laughs> uh it's uh, mike shoe rock on instagram and it is uh and that's facebook.com A- A- slash y- mike shoe aaf on facebook if people don't know that's h that's H S U. yeah h is in shoe s is in shoe u is in
3: and you can find me on Instagram at uh, Luke Condon, K love uh, and uh, on Twitter. It's a <laughs> Just kidding. Really? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? I, I apologize. <laughs> Too right. soon. Luke. But, Mike, oh, Mike do, can I, can I, I was thinking about <laughs> shit. I remembered about listening to AF like, like 10, like a decade ago. Did you used to get the gout all the time?
0: Not all the time. But I've had a a couple of attacks in my life, and they're fucking awful. I remember you talking about just going to be on the podcast. Are we putting gout on the Neil Young podcast?
3: That's how we're closing it. We're going to do this beautiful recollection of the last trip to Tulsa, and then I'm going to bring up the gout. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. All right. See you next week, folks. I am... fucking my brain is a
4: noodle right now it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football